0: All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans sponsored by Lionbolt Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else and what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and future titan for today, Jeff. I'm so excited. Jeff Morel. Now, Jeff, being from Colorado Springs, Colorado, in our hometown, these are very special episodes to me because I love showcasing just amazing, incredible professionals in our city here. So it's an honor to have you on the show, Jeff. It, it really is. Well, it's it's an
1: honor to be here. I appreciate you asking me to do it. So yeah, thank you no, very much.
0: It's, it's great. Nice. I can't wait to dive into the series of questions. Really, everybody gets to know you deeper as a man, as a professional, uh, so much experience and expertise, you know, in the real estate world. Uh, so if you're ready, Jeff, let's just jump into the question. I'm ready. Let's uh, go. So the, the first one being just telling everybody a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Uh, well, again, thank you very much for, for having me on. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I've been here in Colorado for about 20 years. My wife and I, we, uh, just to go back a little bit, I'm from Indiana, originally, born okay. and raised. So crazy story. I mean, really, my senior year in college, I went to Butler University back in Indianapolis. And uh, my senior year, there was a film crew that came to town. And uh, the movie Hoosiers. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Venice Opera, all that. So, anyway, so I ended up working on that movie. You know, mm-hmm. I'd always loved movies since I was, you know, about five years old. Whatever I can remember. All this. Good. So man. I ended up working on this movie. Um, I was, I was really planning on doing TV news. That's really what I was going to school for, oh. um, which I have to say I'm glad I got out of that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> geez. Anyway, uh, that's a whole other story. But I ended up working on Hoosiers. Um, I graduated, and two buddies of mine, we decided to head to California. Um, it was one of those things that this good friend of mine, Ira McAlilly, uh he's out there in California still to this day working in the business. But, wow. you know, first night back from spring break and we're sitting in the back of class and he had a friend that lived in California and he'd been out there to visit over spring break. And we sat there in the back of that class and talked to California for three hours. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just decided, you know what, let's go out and try it. And it was one of those things I think where, you know, if I, if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. And I didn't want to regret it. You know, I think um, I just, I didn't want to be kicking myself 10 years later. Gosh, I wonder what would have happened if I had gone to California. Hmm. So I ended up, uh, you know, we graduate, we drive across country, you know, 48 hours, nonstop, three of us <laughs> rotating between tanks of gas and uh, wow. got into, I remember June 12th in 1986, I, I arrived in, in LA and uh, within two weeks I was working, you know, in the film business as a production assistant. That's where you start, you know, kind of bottom man on the pole yeah but worked my way up very quick i mean within six months i was uh first assistant director Hmm. working on you know all kinds of commercials and mtv was still music back then so i did about 100 music videos all those 80s bands i can i've got lots of stories to tell (laughs)
0: oh that's killer i love that but uh i had a great
1: time out there i ended up meeting my wife actually um at a church i was going to this was uh about i don't know eight or nine years later Hmm. and um ended up we got married and uh they, the church was growing, they needed help. We ended up going into full time ministry, which wow. was a major shift out, you know, whatever. But it, it was, yeah. I love doing it, love working with people. I've always loved working with people. And uh, so it was a pretty easy fit, major pay cut, but it was a pretty easy fit, you know. Right. Love doing it. Um, did that for about seven, eight years out there. And then, you know, we got two daughters. They were four and one hmm. when we decided it was just time to make a move. We had no family out there in LA. Okay. And, uh, you know, and we just, we, it was either going to be Colorado where my wife's family was or back to Indiana. Mm-hmm. We'd come here to visit a couple times. Absolutely loved it and wow. uh, made the move to Colorado. So that was December of 99. So uh, came here. I started working with my father in law. Um, had no idea what I was going to do when I got here. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a total leap of faith to even, you know, get in the car and drive out here. But uh, sure. worked with him. He's a real estate developer. So, um, Developed a couple of high-end neighborhoods here, residential neighborhoods. So I worked with him on those, and then 9/11 hit. You know, all his projects just came to a screeching halt. So right. I ended up getting my license doing residential sales back in January 2002. Okay, um, that's when I started. And then, um, you know, but I wanted my wife to be home with the kids. You know, they were four, six and three actually when I got my license. Okay. And so, um, you know, but going from a salary with my father-in-law to a straight commission, it was like, okay, it's buckle up everybody, you know, it's do or die time. So right. Closing this month or no food on the table. So, you know, I just jumped into it, uh, full steam ahead. Um, you know, within, I think my first year I did like 33, 34 deals my first year. I mean, I was busting myself around the clock. I mean, literally. And, uh, You know, it paid off in a big way. Um, Hmm. you know, about 2005 my wife got her license because I just couldn't keep up with the business. I mean, we were in the top 20 in town out of, Hmm. you know, 4,000 plus realtors back in the day. We ended up going to uh, Keller Williams. We built a team over there and uh, I was there for, for five years. Um, you know, we had a small team. I know for several of those years, we had the number one Keller Williams team here in town, you know, doing 180, 190 homes a year, you know, pretty much, (laughs) um, did a lot of business, but, uh, I ended up leaving there um, in 2010, you know, great company, nothing wrong with with Keller Williams, you know, excellent company. Um, For me personally, I just wasn't using any of their tools and their systems. I had all my own things in place and I just figured, you know, it's just, it was was quite a bit of money to be there for, you know, for what I was getting for it. I mean, again, for myself, you know, fair enough. Um, So I ended up going back to an independent company. I was there for about seven years and then two years ago, um, you know, a friend of mine reached out and showed me EXP and. I took a look at that. That just made sense for me. And so we ended up making the move to EXP and that's where we've been now for the last two years. And uh, it's, it's been good, you know, wow. so the journey, you know, I think I'm on my, what, <laughs> my fourth or fifth career at this point. I don't, I don't know.
0: you know. Yeah. But, but landing on it into real estate though, Jeff, I mean, it's absolutely incredible to me. Your the journey that you started with is making those moves and, and not having those regrets and, and really right. taking those leaps of faith or, or chances, if you will, to really just, go where it inspires you and motivates you to do your best work and, and obviously help as many people in your path as possible. Um, You know, I just love the fact that you'd kind of looked at it from a standpoint of, you know, growing to certain points in your career and then, and then adjusting for, for personal reasons in life and having up, utmost balance. And it's not easy for so many professionals to do on any top tier level. So I definitely would love to talk about that here in a little bit, but I just, I love the fact that you kind of painted that picture. So everybody knows that it's not just, you know, you get there and then it's just a simple path. There's always, you know, evolving and, and really changing and growing as a person whether it's personally or professionally. So again, you're living, breathing proof of that, Jeff. And I love it to the highest levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we go into this standpoint, into real estate and all the changes that you've done, but you know, 17 plus years in the business and going through, there's a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of expertise into that. And we'll dive into that in a couple questions, but the next one ends up being the, the why question, Jeff. I mean, what really motivates you, excites you every day to get out of bed, to do what you do to the level that you do it at. What are your drivers? What's your why?
1: Sure. I mean, first and foremost for me, it, it, I would have to say it's my family, mm-hmm. you know, um, love that. You know, just wanting the best for them, you know, that definitely got out of balance back in the day. And we, we can talk about that here in a little bit, but, sure. um, but that's always been the driver, you know, just wanting, wanting, you know, my wife, one of my kids to just have some Amazing experiences. You know, we've been able to do a lot of things, you know, over the last, especially the last 10 years or so. I've been able to travel a lot. You know, we've been to Paris and, you know, England and Ireland twice. And, you know, I went to Dubai. I've been to, you know, all over the, you know, Mexico probably 20 times. I mean, world. I mean, just a lot of great experiences. I know for me as a, as a kid, that's what I remember. Sure. You know, those memories, you know, whatever. And I'm one of my kids to, to grow up with that. Um, it was definitely out of balance for a long time. Okay. And, and I caught hold of that finally, which I'm grateful for. But that would be the, the driving force for me would be definitely just, you know, wanting the best for them. I think the other thing, though, that really makes me passionate about doing what I'm doing, you know, especially right now is just, I mean, I, lo- I, lo- I love real estate. I love mm-hmm. working with the agents. I, I love the mindset of most realtors out there, the really good realtors. I mean, they, they love working with people. You know, they're they're not afraid to to take some chances. I mean, living on commissions, you know, like most people. That was my biggest fear when I first started.
0: Right. You know, when I remember my
1: broker owner, the very first one I worked with, we, we had coffee. I remember it was, you know, about two weeks before I'm getting ready to start with him. He's like, you know, what's your biggest Concern you know, the fact that I'm going to be 100% commissioner, and my wife's not going to have a job. I'm like, oh my God, it's terrifying, you know. And right. He just laughed. He'd been in it for 25 years. He said, "Well, we just got to change your mindset about commissions, you know." So, you know, <laughs> would, you rather, would you rather somebody tell you what you're worth, or would you rather go determine what you're worth? Because you oh, get what you're paid for here. You, know? I mean, you get what you work for, and so, so I just had to make that shift in my head and, and everything else. But, um, but I think right now I, lo- I love working with the agents, you know. But I, I'm passionate about helping agents. I think get to whatever level they want to get to in their business. Seriously, I love working with them. I had a team for a long time. I've got a much bigger team now, actually, because of the EXP model. But, sure. um, but love working with, with agents to help them, you know, again, get out of the box a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and to you know, the whole idea of multiple income streams is, is huge to me. Love that. And we can talk about that here in a little bit with some things that just challenges that I've experienced, whatever, where that's really come in handy. But sure, most agents right now, they just they're not prepared for stuff like that. You know, 2008, I wasn't prepared for that, you know, and, sure. and lesson learned. You know, you, you, you go through something like that and it, it will change the way you work and the way you think about things, you know. But yeah. so I think, you know, yeah, working with agents, love that. I yeah. love how the agents operate and what they do, and I love getting in there hearing their stories and stuff, but definitely my family that would be priority number one
0: yeah. i I think that's huge jeff and again, for everybody to know you deeper that way and and, and the driving force is, they're above ourselves right our family is is crucially important, and it is truly um, to to my opinion the most important thing out there i mean it really is that unit, but when you're talking about serving and helping others in the community, your your colleagues and, and your peers, I think that that's fantastic. Really raising the bar for knowledge and and integrity and and, and really understanding the craft which you're in. But diving into diversification and setting yourself up for your future and not kind of looking at it short term but more midterm and long term I think is fantastic which I can't wait to dive into a little bit here deeper Um, but I think that that really gives everybody a window as to who you are and why you do what you do which is fantastic and again why you've been able to hit the levels that you've hit and continue to do so Jeff which is incredible Um, so I do want to shift into this and this might tie into you know kind of growth patterns things along those lines but this is actually one of the crowd pleasers. Everybody really tunes in to learn from the Titans and really understand how everybody is growing and scaling their business from whatever level they may be at. So Jeff, if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose a few things that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next, what really helped propel you sure. um, to that top tier? What's that look like for you? What advice would you give out to everybody?
1: You know, I mean, a couple of things. I think, about six months after I got my license, um, I, I went to a conference in Phoenix. Uh, okay. It was Craig Proctor. Conference, you know, which you know, agents have been around very long. They, most of them haven't heard of Craig. I mean, he's not quite as big as he was back in the day. He was a Remax agent in Toronto, okay. And uh, he still does seminars and stuff. And I would recommend anybody like go to his seminar. Phenomenal. You know, I oh. loved it because he was actually in the business,
0: mm-hmm. not
1: just somebody out there teaching people how to do the business, but they haven't sold a house in twenty years. Right. There's a lot of those people out there. And again, I can learn from anybody. Those are great things to go to. But I loved mm-hmm. Craig's program. I went to his seminar. Uh, you know, about six months after I got my license, it was funny because the first weekend I had my, okay. So I get my license and I start up, it's January, 2002, Hmm. you know, um, it's, it's the first Saturday I meet my broker owner. He's like, meet me at Starbucks, bring some of your cards. I'm like, okay. So I show up over there. We have coffee. We talk for a little bit. He says, okay, you know, leave your car here. Come with me. So I get in his car, we take off. He drops me off out here on the East side of town in the neighborhood. Wow. And it was kind of a sunny day but it was still kind of chilly but sunny a nice Colorado wintertime you know not yeah. that bad but he's like here you know it's ten o'clock uh, let's see I'll be back here at four you know go <laughs> knock on those doors you got your cards you know come on go get them. I'm like'm oh. Oh. So out there knocking on doors and you know, I, I came back from, I'm not kidding. That night I, I got back home. I'm like, Oh my God, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> this was horrible. Wow. I've been around for 25 years. I know there's still people that do that and stuff. Oh, sure. for me, I just didn't want to do that. You know, I'm like, I've got to get a website. Like he mm-hmm. had no website. He was very like not tech savvy at all. This is right. like 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. But, um, I started searching for a website and I found mm-hmm. a good website success website. It was part of Craig's program. Love it. And, uh, so, you know, that website really worked for me, whatever. I went to his seminar and the switch flipped for me completely. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm around, I'm here at this seminar for three days. You've got some mega agents there. You know, wow. these guys doing a million dollars a year and teams mm-hmm. of 100 agents, all this kind of stuff, whatever. And I learned a long time ago, you know, you become who you hang around. Mm, and well so said. I just, I wanted to be around these guys. Well, he was pushing his coaching program. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I didn't tell my wife for six months because I put 14 grand on a credit card. She's going to absolutely, I'm going to oh, be in divorce court. Like, yeah, which, <laughs> But it, you know, it worked. I mean, to the point where she had to get her license as well. But, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I eventually told her, obviously, I was part of that coaching program for nine years. Wow. Um, getting that call every two weeks, having that mm-hmm. accountability you know, how many calls did you make? How many appointments did you have? I mean, okay, what's the goal for next time? Okay, this kind of thing. like that, just that helped me so much, you know, it's huge. Um, you know, I learned a long time ago, I think, you know, any, any kind of sales business, it's just you got to be out there talking to people. Mm-hmm. You know, I see people, you know, I used to see people come into, you know, some of the offices and stuff, whatever, they'd just be hanging out in the office. I'm like, you know, get out of the office i mean i i learned that within my first week i think of doing it i remember just going and sitting up at starbucks and right i'd be sitting there on my laptop making calls and i'd overhear conversations going on around me and seriously probably you know i'd be in there sometimes for eight hours because i had no business at that point i'm just getting started hmm. but i remember taking my business cards and i would probably about every hour so i'd just get up and i'd walk over to that table and you know hey excuse me just Real quick, I just want to introduce myself. You know, here's mm-hmm. some of my cards. You know, if I can help you out, if you know anybody, I mean, I'll definitely you know give you a thank you gift of some sort. If you know whatever, we'll work that out. And you wow. send somebody to me. And I, my first deal actually came from that. You know, um, you know, I, I ended up getting there was a military couple that were getting transferred out of state, mm-hmm. and needed to sell their house, and and that's what happened. It was through a business card at a Starbucks. You know,
0: that's and that fun, got man. the
1: ball rolling for me. You know, mm-hmm. but um, but getting out of the office was huge. But that coaching mm-hmm. program was was phenomenal for me i mean i wow. could not recommend that enough mm. having that accountability you know so yeah.
0: i mean jeff but, everything that you're talking about is extremely you know applicable for anybody who's watching or listening to this when you're talking about really basing it off the fundamentals of, of hiring the right people or surrounding yourself with the right people whether it's a paid coach or it's a mentor or a, an affiliation group of some sort people who are driving you and motivating you to have accountability to, to really stay consistent Uh, I think is phenomenal. I I really appreciate what you said about working with people who practice what they preach. Uh, There are a lot of gurus. There are are a lot of coaches who have been detached from the industry for quite some time. I I think that working with people who walk the talk and practice what they preach, I think is crucially important and really surrounding yourself that way. To me, the beginning story what you're talking about is is your uh, initial broker and that person just dropping you off like that. It's such it's such an incredible visual story. And I, I'm sure that there's so many people watching or listening that, that maybe that happened to them, but you know, inadvertently. And I think that uh, that just kind of goes through your thought process of innovation. You you experienced something and you said, you know what, there's got to be a better way. So even then, from the very beginning, your thought process was innovation. Your thought process was out of the box. Your thought, how can I take this and do something else? And, and that's such a a continual note through the Titan series and so many professionals like you, Jeff, who just really get it. It's, it's not doing what everybody else is doing. It's looking at it from a different perspective. How can it be done better, faster, smarter, and not just for yourself, but for your consumers, the clients and the team that's that's around. So I love that you're mentioning all these different things.
1: And I think doing stuff great. Like if I can just jump in, I think, Oh yeah. 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 Like, like, again, like one of Craig's big thing, which I think is so key, is, you know, how do you make yourself stand out? I mean, there's 4,000 realtors here in Colorado Springs, right? You know, I got a friend down here in Phoenix. I mean, there's like 30,000, I mean, you know, Denver. I mean, it's just, you know, how do you make yourself stand out? Why should a client hire you instead of somebody else? You know, mm-hmm. what makes you different? What makes you stand out or better or whatever? Sure. So one of Craig's thing is, you know, again, the USP, you know, unique selling proposition. So okay. you had tons of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just different things that you could pick that would you know kind of resonate with you, and then your coach would work with you how to adjust that and make it work for your market. Like one of the things that we did, we still do this. You know, we uh-huh. had a uh, an 18-month buyer guarantee. Okay. okay. So any anybody any buyer that would work with us, you know, we give them 18 months after okay. they close on the house. If for any reason they're not happy with the house, mm-hmm. you know, they they wanted another bedroom on the main level, or it's too far of a drive to work, or the next door neighbor's making them crazy. I mean, whatever, you know, we would either buy the house back from them, you know, or we would sell it for free okay. so they could find the next house. Now, ah. there's conditions on that. You know, it's right. your program, little asterisk, some conditions apply, you know, whatever. Yeah. but I never had to buy a house, but I will tell you, I can't tell you how many buyers that they're, they're getting emails from five or six agents, mm-hmm. you know? And I would always mention like, you know, I first of all, I'd always do something like, you know, just... They, I have no idea what the other agents are sending you. And if, again, if they were signed on with somebody, I'm out. You know, like that's, right. you know, hey, you, know, you got a great agent. You know, good luck. You know, whatever. If anything changes, let me know. Sure. But if, you know, most of them, they haven't signed on with anybody. So mm-hmm. there's still fair game. Well, you know, I don't know what those agents are sending you. Just so you know, our list includes all the foreclosures, all the pre-foreclosures, the divorce sales. Now, they're probably getting all those listings from all those agents too. But if the other agent hasn't explained any of that to them, and and they haven't signed on with anybody. To me, it's like you know, whatever they'll be like. Okay, well, sure, you can send me your email. So I would do that. Then I'd always let them know, just so you know. Also, we have this 18 month guarantee, hmm. and I would explain that. And I can't tell you how many appointments I got out of that wow. that they're going to sign on with me. You know, and and we had it in writing. I mean, it was all explained out to them, and sure. I was there ready to do that if we needed to. You know, yeah. I never. You. Know, it was going to be very rare if I had to buy a house back. I mean, again, there's conditions there to do that. Right. But selling it for free, I mean, that was an easy thing to do. Like, you know, mm. I was going to put no listing commission on it, on, you know, on for the seller. They yeah. don't have to pay me. Okay. We do have to give a percentage. You know, in our case, we did 3% to the buyer's agent. Okay. okay? But then, you know, they have to be buying another house with me. Mm. So I am going to get paid on the deal. It's just I'm going to get paid when they buy their next property. Right. You sell that one. So, you know, so again, we were able to work all that, but again, it was just like well i 'll work with you instead of these guys, so you make yourself stand out, and I think that's really, really key. But I mm-hmm. learned all that well through coaching and being around i mean literally the best agents in the country i mean those mm-hmm. are some of the guys that are in that program you know? well
0: and I, I like what you mentioned there too, as well as the best in the country, not just the best in our city or our state, but we're talking about the best of the best and there's so many professionals who are watching and listening to this right now, and um, Maybe their masterminds aren't super strong in their current location. They can't figure it out. But there are so many wonderful real estate professionals around the world who are willing to share that you can, they can look and, and, and strategize different ideas and implement to your market. And, you know, and it comes down to it. There are very few original ideas and it's this old adage. There are no, uh, there are no great ideas, only great thieves. So if you look at it from that way, it's, it's, how are we taking what Jeff's doing? And saying, I really like how Jeff does what he does. He's a true pro. I really like these ideas. How do I take some of that and make it my own in my market? Right? And then always evaluate and kind of grow and stronger. And I think that's perfect. And, and, and there's so many different takeaways. I mean, the, the last thing that you had mentioned too is, You know, about being in the office. I mean, if it's a meeting, a sales meeting, team meeting, whatever, if you're hitting the phones, you're sending out emails, responding, but otherwise, you're right. I mean, you can do a lot of that outside. Get out of the office. You know, be 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 involved in the community. I think that's crucially important. Uh, So there's just so many takeaways and so many beautiful nuggets. Before we move on to the next question, though, Jeff, I want to dive a little bit deeper because you are a man that really understands diversity and really just to how are you looking at different income streams and, and to, to speak to the real estate professionals who are watching or listening to this, like, what should they be doing? And not necessarily just looking at it from today and they're doing well, but what's their future look like? What's, what's long-term look like? If you can share a little bit about that.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I think, you know, a couple of things, I mean, you know, rental properties, I mean, you know, again, we're, we're in this business. I think, you know, definitely you, uh, you know, great way to get some, you know, I think to, to be looking at that for sure, mm-hmm. you know, how to get, you know, diversify yourself with that, get some income coming in there, you know, from there.
0: Sure.
1: Um, you know, there, there's a lady here in town and, and I'd be more than happy to, to share that information with some people too. Kelly Fasterling, she's a realtor okay. here, but she's also a financial planner.
0: Oh, very and, cool. Uh,
1: you know, she has a program out there. She works with a company out of Utah. I think mean, it's done for you real estate, but okay. actually pretty cool what they're doing. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they've got investors and, and realtors they work with all across the country. Um, they're a regular real estate office out there in Utah, but what she's done is she'll, you know, you, you come up with your 20% down for your first property, okay, and you know, like with them, like they're buying properties right now, like in Indianapolis, I think, uh, somewhere in Florida, I want to say Detroit. There's like, you know, five or six cities, and they're watching all these markets, and so, wow. you know, they'll buy a property. She comes up with her 20% down plus a, a fee for this other company that's done for you. That's how they make their money. They will watch it over time. You know, you're getting the rent coming in. They manage everything. They rehab it, do all the stuff. Um, You know, they'll either refinance it and pull that equity out, you know, or whatever. Get it to a point where you've got another twenty percent out of that property to go put down on the next property. Okay. Now you've got two properties working for you. Love. So now you're watching those, and when it's ready, you pull twenty percent out here enough to to go buy the third property. Hmm. She's up to I think ten or eleven properties. But what I love about it, she's never seen one of them. Wow, you know, because they're all in other states, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And again, it's done for you, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. I mean, it's, so that's, that's a cool idea. That's something I've been talking to my kids about because I want them to get going. We're going to be doing it. I've got a couple other young realtors I'm working with here that I'm like, you know, just keep working it, keep banking up that money. Let's get your 20% so now you can go get a property. And again, you could do that locally, but I do like that idea too. Sure. You know, where you can kind of spread that around. I know the first broker I worked with, I mean, you know, uh, you know, he had like probably 20 properties, and you know, every they they were all most of them were paid off. He had like several he was paying on, but yeah. you know, here's all this rent coming in every month. Well, every year he would go, you know, pick one and he would go sell it, wow. and pretty much like because he owns it free and clear outside of your closing costs. Here's his money to live on for the year. Wow, we travel, they do all this stuff, and you know, he'd still sell a couple of houses, but he'd buy a couple more properties and every year he'd just sell a property because he had 20 of them. He had to build up to that, but now 20 years later, it's like, he's just you just constantly have, you know, this is what you can do. And we have access to all this stuff. And we have so many people around us that can really give us some great advice like that on how to do it, that we can turn around now and help clients do the, the same kind of thing, you know, whatever. And So that's a big one, I think too. I know, you know, just, and not to push on this too much, but at EXP, I mean, because we have, you know, we get stock bonuses, Mm -hmm. you know, with all of our closings. I mean, like right now I've been here two years. If I didn't have a closing for the next 12 months, like I've got stock that I could use to, to, to get through, you know, this whole thing, whatever. Um, So that's big, you know, there's a revenue share side to this. It's the Keller Williams model, you know, profit share over here, but it's a, you know, I have to say it's just it's a richer model because it's revenue share. It's just nothing sure. wrong with that one. It's just a different model. No. Uh, we have we have no brick and mortar, you know costs so we can mm-hmm. afford to do that. And so that piece of it has been it's only about five percent of the agents. We get a queue sometimes all, all you guys do is recruit. And, I okay. mean every company out there is trying to grow. I don't care what company it is. If they're Agreed. successful, they're trying to build it. you know yeah, but it's only about five percent of the agents that are actively rec- you know reaching out to other agents. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but that can be a very lucrative thing as well. I just think it's yeah. it's good to have, you know, the the multiple income sources. You know, I was with an agent this morning and, and we got together, he called me up, and just a good friend. We were just catching up and having coffee and talking about stuff. And he met with this financial guy here um, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he said, Man, he you know, he, this guy's all set, he's done very well, he's retired military and he's got a great business. He does about eleven million a year. Okay you know, in, in business. So you know, yeah. decent producer, you know, whatever, doing well. But, um, but he met with this financial guy yesterday and he said, man, he says, I cannot tell you how many realtors I've met with, you know, in the last couple of months who are hanging by a thread, Wow. you know? And so mm-hmm. it's just, you know, you got that 80, 20 rule here and mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just, it can be challenging sometimes breaking into that 20. I mean, I think we could all do it. Mm-hmm. Most just don't have the drive to do it. You well know? Said. They don't have the desire to do it. Their why isn't big enough. Mm-hmm. You know, they get into it thinking this is going to be a cakewalk because, you know, but real estate's on fire. They don't realize it's all, there's nothing to sell. That's why. <laughs> oh, you know? gosh. No, I mean, <laughs> the it, truth. It the truth. It, you know? it can be so deceiving in that sense. But I think, you know, you got to do what you can to, again, get out of the office, go meet people, you, mm-hmm. you know, get your cards out there, you know, be active with it. Talk to as many people as you can. It's a numbers game, you know. Wow. Yeah, I mean, but but, but Jeff, along the way, you build that, then you start getting, you've you got to diversify that. You have to, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, what what you're saying there, I mean, it hit on so many different notes and and hopefully I'm not throwing you under the bus, but if oh, anybody's loving what they're hearing or, or seeing right now through Jeff, please reach out directly to him. I'll have all of his contact info below. He'll be tagged and everything. Sure. Uh, he's an absolute wealth of knowledge, everybody. So there's so much that you can learn whether you're in real estate or not. But again, I think that's fantastic. So Jeff, uh, I know the list can go on and on and on with the nuggets here, but I don't want to give everybody everything. So yeah. please reach out to this man, follow this man on social media for sure. Um, for more information, and again, how to really grow and scale your business that way. But I do want to shift gears in this particular question, Jeff, through this uh, series. It's the tricky part. It's the challenge question. Now, I I never take this lightly. It's always difficult to kind of share or air things out in front of everybody. However, we all have challenges in our lives. No one's exempt, whether it's been in the past, we're dealing with it right now, or we haven't experienced it yet, but no one is exempt. And whether it's personal or professional challenges – uh, I think that it's more so what we learn and what we can grow from and share that truly matters. Uh, not to downplay pain or sorrow, because it's never a good thing to experience a bad thing, but um, if there's something that you could share with everybody out there, whether it's personally or professionally, that you overcame, became stronger because of it, what's sure. that look like for you, Jeff?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. The, the first thing that comes to mind, I mean, 2008, you know, uh, you know that, was, that was brutal right we, we got through it you know a lot of the you know most of the good agents did i think the strong agents but i remember mm-hmm. you know man there was talk about a weeding out process and that, of course that lasted for about what three years something like that before yeah it really truly you know started to some degree mm-hmm. but i, I know as a team i was at Keller Williams at the time my team we, you know, we were having 15 16 closings a month as a team you know mm-hmm. um you know i'd have my two or three whatever but here's the team closings we went from having 15 closings a month to one Wow. Too. you know I mean literally overnight it happened fast and you know I, I got three people on payroll you know I felt so responsible for my agents I mean here's you know one of my agency you know single mom great agent but all of a sudden she hadn't had a closing in three months I mean I'm losing sleep at night. it was just yeah. like, felt like oh my gosh and you know for me as a team leader what happens like my marketing cost goes up because I'm trying to I'm trying to do everything I can to find a, a deal <laughs> yeah so, a lead you know a good lead I mean so it was challenging, you know, mm. but, uh, but we got through it. You learn, you know, I just, I ended up jumping into short sales. I really, I had done a couple prior to that, but okay. you know, I became an expert
0: in wow. short sales.
1: They were brutal. Oh my yeah. God. Oh, I don't <laughs> miss that at all. Oh, but okay. you know, man, I, that, that was probably 90% of our closings for a couple of years was the short sales. You know? Wow. So again, I mean, you know, champions adjust, you know, yeah. I mean, it well, is. What is. It. it was out of our control. You know, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, I think even what we're going through, you know, we're, I think we're coming out of this pretty quickly. I think sure. we haven't slowed down at all in our business, but, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, go back three months ago. I mean, I don't know. We were all fired up for summer. I mean, we weren't right. thinking we were going to be in quarantine for two months. And then uh, I, I don't think out. anybody
0: oh, saw this just, coming.
1: This is like, you know, I'm like, can we just hit a button and go to 2021? Is there a s- fast forward button skip here somewhere? Gip over
0: this. <laughs>
1: like, oh yes. Goodness, <laughs> that's crazy. But, um, but we weren't ready for it. And I think, you know, just to hit one other thing, you know, I go back, you know, two, about five years ago. In fact, it was about five years ago last month, I think. Okay. Um, you know, I go in, just, just annual checkup, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, just go to the doctor, get, you know, blood work and just different things, whatever. And come back, and there's like one of the things they've been watching for me was, um, you know, this, was this, it the PS, PSA number? Well, I forget the number of it. It's prostate. It's okay. the number they they for prostate. You know, okay. So, I think it's a PSA number, if I'm thinking that right. So, they wanted the average, they needed to be about 4.0 or below. This is okay. the number. So, you know, when you're 50, you start having these tests and different things. Well, anyway, they've been watching it because my dad had prostate cancer and my grandpa had prostate cancer, and uh, it tends to be hereditary, it tends to run in the family. So, wow. for me, several years I'd go in and be, you know, 3.8. Mm-hmm. You know, one year was like 4.1. They're like, you know, it's okay, whatever. Next year, 3.9. Well, then I go in here five years ago mm-hmm. and it's like 6.8.
0: So they're like, you know,
1: it's not conclusive, you know, whatever. We've seen it as high as 18 or 20 and there's no issues. So we don't know for sure, Okay. but we recommend you go in to a specialist. Let's get, you know, let's get this looked at. So I do. And it comes back. Sure enough, you know, hate to tell you, but you've got prostate cancer. Yeah, gotcha. We caught it early, you know, so it's all good. I had surgery and, and everything and, you know, clean bill of health since, you know, okay. but, but I will tell you for about six months, you know, like, you know, I had no closings. I did mm-hmm. no real estate, you know, out of choice. I mean, and part of that, again, going back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. I had income coming in from other sources, sure. another business that my wife and I have, um, that we built over the years, uh, you know, our, our rental, prop, couple of rental properties, we had in- enough come- income coming in where the finances mm-hmm. wasn't an issue. Okay. Which, Good. and I, and that's where I think, you know, until somebody goes through something like that, where you, you know, Again, I'd rather have a backup plan and not need it than need it and not have it.
0: Absolutely, you
1: know, And I think that there's just we're not ready sometimes because life happens. Again, what we're in right now, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the the you know somebody something in your family or a, you know the diagnosis that you weren't ready for. I mean, you know, none of wow. us plan on any of this stuff, and yeah. you know, God forbid it, you know, any of it. But but it's going to mm-hmm. happen. Like you know, there will be another twenty twenty here, you know, down the road. I don't know. Hopefully, sure. it's not a pandemic or. I I don't, but I don't know. There will be something, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it's two years from now or eight or 10 years from now, there will be more. Right. You know, and that's one thing I got out of 2008. And that experience is like, you know, Mm -hmm. shortly after we bought a rental property back then. And, and, and some other things we said, another business that we started building that was completely outside of real estate, because it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, if something happens here, we need to be ready the next time. And so all that came together five years ago where we just didn't have to have a closing to get through it. Now, I wow. mean, it's not a little tight or something, but we're not losing sleep at night over our finances. Sure. That's stress there. Well, and you can't put a price tag on that. I'm just telling you, you, you but
0: you're living, you're living that experience though, Jeff. And, and again, I mean the, the things that you shared, that, thanks so much for doing that. Cause again, it's not easy to do, but I, I it gives everybody so much uh, point of relief and understanding that the best and the brightest, we all go through different things just like everybody else. And, and I think that it's looking at it from the uh, mentality of adapting to really change, right? 2008, you said, Hey, you know, 90% of our business is now short sales. We figured it out. We became that expert. You didn't just say, Oh, well, let's just give up now. Let's switch. Let, let's, you know, kind of jump ship. That wasn't the case. It's your mindset, motivation, to continue to move forward, regardless of what's happening. And, and again, it's not a fun situation. It's not something that you wish to go through, but life happens. Whether it's happening now or 10 years from now or 20 years from now, there's going to be something. So being prepared and planning ahead, uh, you know, and, and, and like you said, having that game plan, I'd rather have it and never need to use it than the other yeah. way around. And so I think that's good advice for everybody to kind of look at when you're talking about your health. I mean, there's so many professionals who are watching and listening to this that they understand you're nothing without your health. Yeah. And it can change just like that. And that's where things kind of get scary. So looking at it from the future, it's not just about us. It's about our families and about our communities and the people that are around us. I mean, how are you leaving things right? And setting yourself up for no matter what situation happens, even the worst case or the best case. So, um, but Jeff, I, I just think that's really inspiring because you set things up a certain way, you live your life a certain way. And, but by no means is anybody perfect. But I think that you look at it from that standpoint of we can all try, we can all work a little harder, think a little smarter, uh, surround yourself with different people that are thinking the way that you're thinking, Jeff, and, and we'll all be in such a better place. Uh, I mean, out of the worst case of scenario. So, um, you know, I appreciate you sharing that. It's not easy to do. So thank yeah. you so much. I know everybody appreciates that as well. Uh, I do want to go to a softer question. This one actually ends up being one of my favorites. Uh, it's the travel back in time. So if yeah. you could travel back in time, any time frame, any age range, and give your younger self a piece of advice, uh, what would you say to your younger self, Jeff? And I'll I'll throw this out there too. It's not necessarily to change anything you went through, because the positive and the negative, as we just discussed, made you who you are to today. But if you could say something to your younger self, what would it be?
1: I mean, a couple of things. I, I go back, you know, just, you know, even just, you know, 10, 11 years ago, Okay. you know, with this business, because I was, I was so driven. Like I've always kind of been that way. Like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. You know, mm-hmm. like I just, I remember when I first got into real estate and I'm reading like, okay, the average realtor does whatever, six deals a year, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, six deals a year, like, you know, like, what's that you know like, if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it like i'm not here to do uh, this like you awesome. know whatever and so i'm just like that just doesn't compute to me like i'm just so i it's a strength and a weakness you know mm-hmm. i i will go full tilt till i get right. to where i want to get to mm-hmm. i will now at the same time i've done that in the wrong way in the sense mm-hmm. of just at the expense of other things sure my health, mm-hmm. you know my marriage you know my kids now i'm you know we're still married you know 26 years I mean yep. it's all good Love but it. I will tell you major challenges because mm-hmm. you know there was that period of time where it's like the family you know definitely took a backseat. Right? you know mm-hmm. and again I go back to 2008 2009 we it was funny because we had just moved into a new house like about a year earlier you uh-huh. know I mean we, we were having you know I would find I would find checks on my desk here like, I'm digging through papers cleaning up, and what, what Oh my gosh, there's an eight thousand dollar commission check, and I'd have to call the title company to reissue it because then it had expired. Oh like, I mean, my gosh, a great yeah. problem to have, but yeah. it's like, you know, what? So, we're just you know, we moved into the new house, it's like, you know, all this stuff. Well, then the bottom falls out, we're not ready for it. It was crazy, though. Mm-hmm. But I'm working, working, working all hours of the day and night. Well,
0: wow.
1: you know, we just went through that where it's like, you know. Whatever I, I, you know, I come in and it's like, you know, how was your day? How was your day? How was you? Okay, you know, everybody's good. Okay, if you need me, I'll be in the office. I'm sitting in here eating my dinner, you wow. know, eight o'clock at night, you know, whatever, on the phone, mm-hmm. you know, answering issues with inspections and putting out fires and whatever, and going to bed long after everybody else is, and up in the morning before everybody else is, and. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, my wife is, you know, here. Let me introduce you. Here's your daughter. Oh, right. we're starting a kid. I'm like,
0: oh yeah, right. You <laughs> know,
1: so like the priorities. If I could go back, that would be one thing definitely. Okay. But just getting a little more like balance. I was so out of balance back then. Yeah. You know, and, and again, I think you know, we, you got to do what you got to do to make it work. And, For sure. You know, no, no doubt about that. But I, if I could go back on it, putting some boundaries. Mm. on this thing you know I think as realtors I think a lot of times you know I mean it's hard because you do you get that call on a Sunday afternoon you're spending time with your family and you know you don't want to answer it because you're out with your family and this is maybe your one day you're taking off and it rings again and it rings again it's the third number the same I'm like oh my gosh Mm. and so you answer it and sorry kids I gotta go gotta go show a house you know whatever and you're afraid to lose the deal right you know because they'll just call another agent and Mm-hmm. talk to them. I mean, I love when I call an agent and they've got on their voicemail. It mm-hmm. says, you know, whatever you, you know, if you're calling, you know, after six, you know, I'll call you the next business day, mm-hmm. you know, or on the weekend, whatever like, they put boundaries on their business. And to me, yep. it's like, it's so professional. We've allowed our business to become unprofessional in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because we do just run at the beck and call of everybody at all hours of the day and night, oh. you know, and yeah, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, you know, I had to wrap my head around that. Like, I would almost rather lose a deal than have my kids grow up looking at me like, geez, you know, yeah, that dad, you know, the kid, the, the cat's in the cradle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that you listen to that song, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just like, you know, whatever. I mean, because that's what it was for a while. Like, I was definitely at that point of of losing a lot. You wow. Know? You know, congratulations. Yeah, you made it. You're in the top 20 in town. You're winning all the awards. Everybody knows who you are. Woo, You know, but you lost everything in the process. It's like, right it's so not worth it when it's Mm -hmm. all said and done, you know, none of us are going to grow to our graves Wish we did another deal Mm -mm. when it's all said and done. Those priorities are going to be like, well, you know, what memories did I build with my family? You know, Mm -hmm. what, who did I have an impact on? What legacy am I leaving? Like, you know, all these things like, here's, what's really going to matter. So if I could go back, I mean, it would be some having that kind of talk in the sense of just, yeah, do your business and do it right and work it hard and whatever. But, Keep your priorities, you know, keep yeah. the boundaries there. If you're out on a Sunday with your kids, if you lose a deal, you lose a deal. Right. right. Don't worry about it. I, I feel like God will turn around and bless you with two more deals because mm-hmm. you just, you know, you didn't panic and feel like you had to be at the beck and call of everybody at all hours of the day and night. You know, one other thing I would share, I think, would be if I could go back to would just, you know, to not be afraid to tell myself, you know, you you can, you, you can work smarter for sure, mm-hmm. but you can also do a little bit more. Um, oh, one of the yeah. things I learned early on, I will tell you, a coach that I had um, you know, with this, you know, um, there, there was a group that I was a part of, and, but he, he called me up. It was the beginning of the year. It was like Jan- In fact, it was January 1st. It was New mm-hmm. Year's Day. This goes back five, six years ago. And he says, okay. Yeah. He says, I've thought about it and I, I want to include you in this group. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm talking about 25 people. There's actually about 100,000 that I could call, but I've narrowed it down to 25 and you're wow. one of them. Uh-huh. Here's the deal. He's like, you know, this is what I need you to do. You know, every week, you need to have at least 25 face to face appointments It could be on zoom, it could be mm-hmm. at a coffee, whatever, like yeah. 25 face to face appointments, you know, mm-hmm. with this thing. So every Sunday night, by midnight, you need to text me, mm-hmm. and let me know that you, you know, had at least 25 people. Hmm. you know and as long as that happens you can be a part of this group we're going to do weekly coaching calls we're going to do some we'll even fly into somebody's city we're going to do some big things with this It's gonna be a lot of fun love it you know we are gonna be around some of the best people in the business whatever but this is what it's going to take to be part of this group hmm. now prior to that i will tell you like because i would track things i track my calls and i track and i track it all you know and i would have you know i don't know maybe 10 12 you know mm-hmm. different meetings and appointments for the week like 25, you know, but it's like, holy cow, Like this sounded such a stretch to (laughs) me, but (laughs) I want to be a part of this group. Right, right. And the thing he said too with this, and again, he said, look, if, you know, if you forget and text me on Monday, you're out of the group. Wow. You know, that's correct. Yeah. yeah, And and if you text me that you hit 24, but not 25, you're out of the group. Like it's Mm. 25 and you need to text me by midnight, Sunday night. I'm not going to call you and remind you. It was just like this whole idea, like, look, Mm. you're, you're a leader, be a leader. I don't need to remind the leaders. I don't need to to push the leaders. The leaders are going to lead, Mm -hmm. you know? So this is what it's going to take to be part of this group. So here's what it did. Um, Mm. It pushed me, you know, and and I was able to do it. And in fact, about probably six months after I was in that group, um, me and him, we had a conversation. I want you to do me a favor. I said, I want you to hold me to 35. Mm. Because I realized all of a sudden 25 became easy. Sure. So my whole point with that is like, we, I think it taught me that I can do a lot more than I do, than I thought I could do.
0: Interesting. And just
1: by being around those people that were also doing it. And by, you know, again, being around strong people, you know, and having that coach and having that accountability, there were so many factors that played into that, hmm. but it showed me that I could do more. And I think that's the thing in real estate. I think sometimes we tend to do the bare minimum. You know, just enough to get by, you know, we can get real busy Mm -hmm. because we're, you know, whatever we're working on our website or we're doing this or doing that, whatever. But to me, it's like, you know, the income producing hours, there's certain times in there like, you know, I got very good back in the day. I mean, I had my schedule blocked out. I mean, from Mm -hmm. four to six in the afternoons, I was on the phone calling leads. Mm You know, Saturday mornings between nine and noon, I was calling leads. If somebody would call me on a Thursday and say, Hey, we'd like to go look at houses on Saturday. You know, I'd be like, well, I'm booked in the morning. I have an appointment in the morning, but I can, I can definitely meet you probably by 1230. Beautiful. You know, Now if they were out of state coming in, I made an exception. You sure. know? I mean, whatever. But if they're local, mm-hmm. I'm like, they don't need to know that my appointment is with my phone. Correct. That's, That's where an I'm going to make money. You know, I'm going to make yep. way more money, you know, three hours on the phone, I could mm-hmm. I could talk to easily 30, 35 people sure. and set up seven, eight, ten appointments for the next week. Right. Easily. Versus driving around with a buyer for four hours showing them homes. You know, whatever. Correct. I'll do that, mm. but not during these hours. Cause I you know I need to be talking to these leads and that's where I'm going to make my money, not showing the home. Mm. So I eventually hired you know, got buyers agents working with me and built that. You know, whatever sure. team. So my my time was on the phone. Now I got sick of the phone. Mm. <laughs> But stages stages yeah yeah you know it, it's a numbers game the more people yeah. I talk to the more appointments we're gonna have the more deals we're gonna do hmm. so we were doing you know 180 190 you know, you know we did about 190 homes you know wow. our biggest year you know, as a team you yeah know, not just me but as a team so
0: But Jeff, what you're mentioning in there, I mean, there's so many uh, applicable pieces of advice. And again, not just for your younger self, but everybody that can apply now. Because we can't go back in time. We can't advise our younger selves, but we can act today. Those things that you had mentioned, we can do today and into the future. So having that balance and really looking at it from perspective is, uh, you know, you kind of had two sides of that coin. One is to really focus on the prioritization. What really matters is your family. And and know that it's okay to say no. It's okay to turn business away, because you have to focus on what really matters. Because like you said, at the end of the day, you're not going to wish you did another transaction. You're going to wish that you had another conversation with your daughter. For sure. You're going to wish that you you know had a meal with your friends and it was uninterrupted. Um, the money's going to come and go, but those memories and those real relationships that that that's priceless. There's no money that you can put on that. And, and the earlier we all recognize that, and understand that, the better. However for us to live a certain way and provide for a family and grow, you do have to produce, but it's that working smarter, not necessarily harder and then time blocking and managing and really setting those boundaries and expectations. I think that's the, the, the ticket. If you, if someone's looking for a silver bullet or something along those lines to really do it, if you try to balance and figure that out, work real hard, get it done, it's not easy, but take the time that's necessary for yourself and for your family, It's not going to be a burnout sort of scenario. There's so many people that just burn it at both ends. They work real hard. They run real long for five, seven years, and then they die. They're just done. They can't, they're toast. They can't do it anymore. And then, like you said, the relationships are gone. They're, they're an absentee father or mother, right? And the relationships are just shattered. Uh, So I think that to have the opportunity for somebody like yourself to say, just take a step back, look at it, understand that this is a life and you got to prioritize Everybody's going to be better off for that period. Jeff, that's beautiful advice. It is absolutely beautiful advice. Uh, through, through one of the best and brightest. Again, it's an honor to have you, Jeff. This is incredible. So I, I do want to go into, um, we have two questions left. and We're almost done. So this is actually sure. the feeding in the mind portion. This is another crowd pleaser because everyone wants to learn the way the Titans learn. So at the end of the day, how are you feeding your mind, Jeff? If it's books you're reading or have read, podcasts you're listening to or enjoy, uh, conferences, you already mentioned, uh, you know, coaching programs, things like that. But right. again, at the end of the day, how are you feeding your mind? How are you growing?
1: Sure. Well, um, I mean, several things. I mean, you know, I I do, I I start every morning, I get up every morning and I mean, before any appointment, I mean, if Mm -hmm. I have an eight o'clock appointment and I need to leave by 730, I'm going to be, I always just back time it, you know, so I got to get in the shower by seven. So I got to get up by six so I can have my coffee and read, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, every day I'm reading um, Mm -hmm. for at least an hour, you know, in the morning and sometimes more. Okay. Um, you know, I start with the Bible for myself. I mean, mm-hmm. I do, I do read the Bible every day, but then other books, you know, um, I, I like, I love
0: to read. I mean, you know, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, if, if you're listening, more, there are bookshelves on both sides. of Jeff's I, I, yeah, office. I, I'm
1: running out of room, like they're stacking up now, but I, I got to figure <laughs> out how to do it. But I love to read. I think, you know, there, there's just such a wealth there. Um, you know, I love, uh, you know, one book I'm, I'm actually reading right now is, uh, it's called get your life back. It's by oh. John Eldridge. You know, which is more of a Christian writer, but I mean, it's so applicable to what we're doing, and just again, the balance you know, it's yeah. just that whole thing. And so, that's a really good book. I love his stuff, but uh, you know, I, when I'm driving around in my car, you know, I just mm-hmm. I've got an account with Audible, you know, and I uh, I just find myself I rarely listen to music. I mean, my wife mm-hmm. and I go out on a date, we got music on the car, right? You know, um, every so often, if it's just maybe a stressful day or something, yeah, I'll put on a little music, but for the most part, for me, honestly, like. My car, I take advantage of that. I mean, all the way down south to this appointment I had this morning and all the way back. I mean, for an hour, I'm listening to a book, you know? That's awesome. Um, and so I like Audible. You know, I use, I take advantage of that in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's one I, I listened to here recently. It's called, um, let's see, it's, it's how, to, how, to, how to win, how to win at the, how to, what is it? How to win at the business, how to win at the sport of business. Mark okay. 10.
0: Very cool. But real
1: quick, it's like three hours, but oh my, I've listened to that like two or three times. I mean, it's just, wow. it, it's gold. You know, that was a good one. Hmm. Um, T. Vecker, you know, he wrote uh, Secrets of the Main Mind, but he's got one out. There's an Audible book I'm listening to. It's called True Wealth. Okay. Um, that's really good. So just learning, you know, continue to learn money, yeah. you know, and investing and all that kind of stuff. And uh, that's good. There's one, Atomic Habits. I've been listening to that oh. one here recently, you know, just started on that one too. That's a good one. But Jim Rohn, I don't know if you like Jim Rohn. I love Jim yep. Rohn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, used to coach. He, he passed away several years ago. But in terms of his personal development and stuff, it's like, you know, man, he was like the king of that. You know, no I love listening to Jim Rohn stuff. I've probably got 30 40 hours of Jim Rohn. Wow. You know, saved up on, you know, either, you know, YouTube videos that I've saved, uh, you know, I've got some C D sets up here. I've got some, you know, whatever audible books of his, you know, so Awesome. I love listening to his stuff. You know, I do listen to, I, I like reading a lot of Robert Kiyosaki. Okay. You know, yeah. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, that came out years ago. I will tell you, the book absolutely changed my life was the the second book that he wrote, which was called The Cash Flow Quadrant. Okay. And, you know, he, he introduces that in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but he really breaks it down in the second book, you know, mm-hmm. which is The Cash Flow Quadrant. And uh, here's, here's the, there was one question, I'll never forget this, probably mm-hmm. 11, a year, you know, 11 years ago, I'm reading this book. He says, you know, he asked this question, are you a business owner? And I'm thinking, yeah, I got my real estate business. I got my, you know, here's my four agents working with me and my wife. And here's my personal assistant. She gets a check every two weeks. She's on payroll. I got my inside sales guy. Mm-hmm. He's on payroll every two weeks. I got another assistant transaction coordinator that I'm paying per deal, all this stuff, whatever. Here's my real estate business. He says, right. well, here's the test. Can you walk away for one year mm-hmm. with no contact whatsoever? No emails, no phone calls, nothing. Come back in a year from now and your business is still there or it even grew while you were gone. If you wow. can answer yes to that, you're a true business owner. Hmm. If not, you own a job. Wow. And dude, that hit me like, oh yeah, big time. Because <laughs> I mean, I just realized like it wasn't set up to run without me. I mean, I, it, it could run to a point, but I remember taking our kids. We did a trip to Disney World and yeah. uh, you know, we were down there for about 10 days and my brother lives in Tampa. We mm-hmm. spent some time with him and just different things. Had a great time, but kids loved it. You know, it was a great vacation. For sure. A lot sure. of good memories from that. However, I remember four days in particular. Sending my wife to the park with the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll call you when I get there. Because what am I doing? I'm on my laptop in the hotel room, putting out fires, wow. dealing with inspection issues, dealing with contract issues, answering questions for the agents on my team about deals they've got going on. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember standing in line. You know, we're like next to get on the ride. I'm on the, you know, dad, I'm like, let him go ahead of you. I'm almost done. I'm like, oh my God. Like, you know, like I'm not on vacation. Oh, no, you know I mean, like, I just moved my office to Orlando. It's like, oh, my right. God, I'm stressed out of my mind. I know what I'm coming back to. Mm. You know, whatever. So, but I just remember that book and that whole idea. I'm just like, I've got to build this differently. Hmm. You know, I've got to get smarter about how I'm doing this because um, wow. it just won't run without me. You know, and so that is one of the things I love again. I mean, not to, you know, like, like with seriously, like the EXP model, like there's sure. just, there, I think the thing I love about it, and I think why agents are flocking here. I mean, the big agents are just flocking. It's, I've never seen them like it. But sure. the, the big thing about it, I think, is that, you know, we, we all have that opportunity to build something between the stock bonuses and, you know, the revenue share piece of this for those that want to. It's like, I mm-hmm. think within a couple, two, three years, you know, everybody at least has an option here. Right. You can still do 50, 100 deals a year if you want to. You know, hmm. I've got a good friend, Kathy Carter. She's in Nashville, and you know, she's all about her real estate. I mean, she's doing you know fifty deals a year. She's been around for twenty-one years and managing broker at Keller Williams for four years and hmm. realtor of the year, whatever uh, rookie rookie of the year, her first year. She's got all wow. kinds of awards she's won. Hmm. But you know, she's not about recruiting agents. That's not her thing. But sure. over three years of being here, she's had seventeen agents join her. Wow. You know, like like one every other month, basically. Yeah. Okay. Not a big deal. I was on the phone with her just the other day. She shared with me, you know, the 17 have grown to 700 because they've shared it. And so so. anyway, Unreal. last month she shared with me, she had two closings of her own. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she got paid on 311 closings. Unreal. 309 of those came from those 700 agents. Now. Here's the cool thing out of that, like she's not a broker owner, she's not mm-hmm. liable for those deals. Right. She doesn't have to train them, she doesn't have to feed them leads, mm. she, she's, you know, whatever, it's none of that. She doesn't have a brick and mortar office with 700 agents. How much sure. would that cost? You oh, know?
0: Incredible. So,
1: I mean, it's just like, you know, that's the beauty of this model is like, we're able to build something like that. Everybody, mm. the brand new agent to the one that's been around for 30 years, like we can build right. something that it's almost like having a brokerage, you know? Mm. Like my team of this has grown to about 100 people, but wow, which isn't huge. But I never had a team like that. My, my mm-hmm. team had four or five, but I'm not responsible for them. You know sure. what I mean?
0: yeah, and we're still Big doing difference. our deal. We've had,
1: we've, had, we've had like 22 closings, my wife and I. I mean, this year, you know, sure. so far, we'll, we'll end the year with probably 40, 45, 50, right? You know, a good, you know, a, a good year. Sure. You know, nothing like what we were doing back in the day, but, but it's because it's by choice. We don't have to. Correct. You know, Correct. And, and again, the priorities being just a little bit different. Like, you know, I'm not looking to be the big guy in town anymore. Mm-hmm. I just don't need to be that, you know, right. like, whatever. I want to have those memories and, hmm. you know, and, and impact people. I want to have the, I want to be able to impact other agents as well.
0: Wow. And
1: share <laughs> that, you know, but, uh, but that's the beauty of, of kind of what we're doing here. But yeah. You know, so I, do, I feed my mind a lot. I think, you know, between the hmm. books the Audible stuff, you know, I'm like, turn your car into a, don't let it just be a jukebox. I mean, you know, no. turn it into a library, you know, and just take oh, advantage man. of all the time we're in our cars driving mm-hmm. around and, and just learn. You know, there's so much we can learn here, you know, I, real I, estate I, books, you know, personal development books, man. You just, you know, you become that person. Your income will keep up with that, you know. Well um, said. I, I Jim, Jim think Jim Rohn has that quote. It's like, you know, success isn't something you pursue. You know, it's, it's like you know, it's it's almost like it follows you. You know what I mean? You become this person, you know, and then success will follow. It's just like you know, so it's not a you know, the income will follow, you know, because you become that person.
0: You know? Yeah, and I think that's true though, Jeff. When when you're mentioning from so many different sources, from the physical books to the the audio books to you know, surrounding yourself with these people and having these conversations and. Just constantly feeding your mind, and you know it's that the the learners are earners, right? You know it's. I think that that's so true. And coming from somebody like you, Jeff, is absolutely incredible. And this has just been so chock full of amazing information, takeaways, really understanding who you are as a man, but then really just applicable knowledge for anybody who's watching or listening. So I know that everybody's just super excited to pause this, rewind this, reach directly out to you. I mean, Jeff, this has just been absolutely incredible. I do want to wrap everything up with a final question. And this ends up being the quote or mantra that sums you up as a man, as a professional. What's that look like for you?
1: I mean, well, there's just one out here. Right? Cause I've got this, I've had this on my phone for years. Let me, sure. it, let me pull this up here. Cause it's uh you yeah, I've got it right here. I've had it as my screenshot. Even sometimes I love this quote. I mean, okay. it's a James Mishner quote. Okay. Um, you know, and maybe you've heard this, you know, the master in the art of living. You ever heard this one? So the master in the art of living makes little distinction between his work and his play, his labor and his leisure, his mind and his body, his information and his recreation, his love and his religion. He hardly knows which is which he simply pursues his vision of excellence at whatever he does, leaving others to decide whether he is working or playing to him. He's always doing both. Wow! I love that quote. Like that's kind Very of been true. my thing. Like, Again, because if you really are enjoying what you're doing, you, you know, you hear that quote, it's not, you don't yeah. work another day in your life. You know, sure. Steve Jobs, whoever said that, mm-hmm. there's a lot of truth to that, you know? Um, so that's been kind of my thing. Like, I want to really enjoy what I'm doing and I'm not, and the other thing too, is like just, you know, to not be afraid of getting uncomfortable, hmm. you know, you know, whatever life happens outside of your comfort zone, you know I mean? That's yeah. the other one. Cause I just, there's been so many things I've done that just were just a total, leap of faith but i get people like oh my god you're so lucky I'm like no like yeah like has nothing to do with it Oh my <laughs> gosh, I just, whatever i just like here's love... what i've done you know and whatever i mean I'm, i remember when i was at keller williams and, and you know and i trained there several times and i love doing that again i love working with the agents and stuff but i would have some agents like oh my gosh what are you doing how are you selling you know you and your team oh my god 150 homes a year 100 you know, whatever how are you doing i'm like well i'm paying you know 14 grand a year for real estate coaching with Craig Proctor. Mm-hmm. I go to, you know, the two Keller, you know, Keller Williams events. I go to the NAR conference. I do like I go to uh, three Craig Proctor conferences a year. Like here's you know, you know, what here's what I do. I'm spending about, you know, 10 grand a month in marketing. You know, and I had a big team at that point or whatever it was, even more than that sometimes. Sure. Oh my gosh, I would never do that. Well, okay. I mean you asked, I mean, here's why you're doing six deals and here's why I'm doing on hundred you. you know, there whatever. You like you just you gotta go after it. Like it is what it is there's nothing comfortable about a lot of that you know mm-hmm. you build to that but not being afraid to step across that line and get out of your comfort zone mm. I've been able to have some amazing experiences and go to some amazing places and you wow. know whatever you know flying a paramotor over Dubai to Awesome. skydiving to scuba diving in Cancun, you know, it took a 30 minute Mexican scuba diving last night. Wow. Don't do it. I'm like, no, I'm like why not? You know? No, I want now I got some scuba equipment in my garage. That's my next thing. I want to get licensed, you know, certified so I can go do it like permanently, you know. Awesome. Saying? I just but not being afraid to try stuff because mm-hmm. man, there's so much life out there. And I just think so many people that's like they're just in this little bubble and they're in this routine. Mm-hmm. And this is how it is. And I'm like, next thing you know, 30, 40 years ago. It's like, what happened?
0: Yeah, blink you of an know? eye.
1: Like, I mean, seriously, I'm 57, you know, whatever. Right. I mean, and I'm like, I, you know, however long I got left here, I mean, I'll, I'll be here a long time, you know? Yeah. So,
0: no, it, um, it's, it's absolutely incredible, Jeff. I mean, everything that you said is, is just, you know, resonated with the hearts and minds of everybody's watching or listening. And this is just su- such an amazing opportunity to to speak with one of the best and brightest. And again, I, I can't thank you enough for taking your time sharing your knowledge and your story with everybody out there. And, and Jeff, you are an official real estate Titan, my friend. So that, that is the thing. It's official now. Uh, so, but thank you again so much for your time. It was awesome. Thank you, man. I, I really
1: appreciate it. Thank you for all you're doing too. I mean, I appreciate you. I love watching these and listening in on these as well. So, so thank It's you an so honor. You.
0: It's, it's an honor on my part for sure. And, and, and uh, I, I want to thank everybody out there as well, as always for your time and attention, your love and support. Uh, If you like what we're doing here with Real Estate Titans, don't forget to like, subscribe. You know what to do at this point. Uh, I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Linebolt Media. If you are in real estate, you're looking to grow and scale your business digitally, uh, really looking at it from the standpoint of exposing yourself to the proper markets, buyers and sellers, automating and leveraging. Go to lineboltmedia.com. Take a look at that. Um, So we are live here with Real Estate Titans every Tuesday and Friday afternoon. A different Titan, a different location. Catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you.